right. Welcome to What Matters. What's your name? Leopoldo Gu. Welcome, man. Gracias. How are you? I'm good. I'm very excited to meet you for the yeah. first time. And also, I listened to your podcast and I loved your questions. So I'm excited to participate. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Man. We are in uh, the center of Western civilization, basically. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I agree with you because a circle, which is like the shape of the planet, yeah. has you know where is the center? Like where is the center of the universe? I, I believe everywhere could be a center. I mean, if you would ask Prince in Angkor Wat in <laughs> Cambodia, you yeah. know, five thousand years ago, yeah. they would say, "Oh, the the center of the universe is Angkor Wat or <laughs> Tenochtitlan." Yeah, it's subjective. It's very subjective, and I, you know, I don't. But where are we? We're in, in New York City downtown, but. I've, um, you know, the reason I'm here is not for the normal reasons. I, I'm here because of love. Yeah. So um, art was a part of it. It's the, yeah. the beginning of it. But but I really um, ended up here for love. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. You have to follow love. We're like two blocks away from the World Trade Center. Yes. Yes. And um, it's, I've always been uh, lucky with space for my work as yeah. an artist. So, um, you know, I, I was in Mexico City. I've been doing art since I'm four or two, whatever. You were born in Mexico City. Yeah, I was born in Mexico City. And even my my mom, you know, she passed away, but she left me all these letters that teachers would write to her about me. And they all say the same thing. There was, the Bolo is kind of like in my grades. Yeah. And the Bolo is kind of smart, but he'll never make it because all he does is do little doodles and write his little stories. And I received all of these uh, grades. And back then it was, you know, written in, in, in pen. It was an amazing thing to receive from my mom. Like she left me kind of like a packet and I opened it and it was all of these grades and all of these like complaints about me for being an artist. And, and I opened it in my studio because my sister found the package my, yeah. as my mother passed away. She left all of these like little secrets for us, little packets to open. And like quests? Of, well, not maybe quests, but more, mostly messages. Oh, messages. You know, like little, That's cool. So She was a writer, no? She was uh, all sorts of things. She awesome. was amazing. She yeah. did documentaries, design, That's astrology. True. She was a witch, like all oh. sorts of things. So... She left me this packet, and when I opened it, it was weird because I was in my studio writing movies and making yeah. art yeah. artwork, and uh, I was surrounded with my paintings and my sculptures, yeah. and it was like, I, ca I haven't changed. And it, was like, and it was very nice to see my mom's signature, which was, you know, I, I always look at people's how they write, and it tells you a lot about their personalities. So my mom had this really bold signature in all my grades because she was telling me she was proud of me. You know, like I could feel it. Mm. Like the, the teachers were complaining on me and yeah. she wrote her name like big, like, so what? When did you notice that you were different? Oh, all, all my life I was bullied. And like I, since I was, every one of my cousins would tell stories about my misbehavior and my mischief and I was a rascal and I was almost like a performance artist like I would do like Goldberg things to annoy <laughs> my grandmother and then hide and then jumped and douse her with a with a hose of water and she was like the patriarch so I, I think I was the only one of the a thousand cousins I have that got that really got the belt everybody was afraid of the belt but the only one who really got the belt was me <laughs> out of were you a prankster well, not really i was just always trying to do things that i thought were right right mm. so for example i had a an uncle who was wealthy so we would go to his fancy house with a pool but they built this foyer where people would have breakfast and lunch in marble and it was kind of like <laughs> why would you do that like it's super slippery so the kids would always fall and it was so painful to fall there. It was impossible not to fall because you were swimming. They would call for food. So you run and you would fall. So they left me alone in the house. It's their fault. It's on them really. Um, and I, he had this beautiful man, you know, grass, totally manicured yeah. grass. So I thought, oh, I know how we won't slip. So basically by the time they came back, 
uh, I had ripped hundreds of pieces of grass and put it on the marble. Put it on the marble <laughs> you know, with the so soil. You were just, yeah, I was fixing a problem. The I was, yeah, I was, I was fixing a problem. Yeah. I was doing an art installation, and then yeah. I got, I got the belt as well. So, like, very uh, Renaissance, very Leonardo da Vinci, like always fixing all my, problems, all my engineering, yeah, painting. All, that was my childhood, and my mom really promoted it. Like, did you do you think that you were born like that, or something happened? You know how, for example, Frida got in that like train accident, and yeah. she was like bedridden, and kind of like in a way that could be attributed to why she became artistic. I don't know, my, like something happened traumatic no, or something. Not really, but well, of course, everybody has trauma. Yeah, we all have, but. My two parents had uh, are artistic. Yeah, my, oh, fa really? my father was an architect. We never had money. They were all yeah. very bohemian. Yeah, and I grew up in a tiny apartment, but very full of books. Yeah, and you know they had dinners with Gabriel Garcia Marquez yeah. and oh. Octavio Paz and all of the you know Diego Rivera's daughter, daughter and so it was cool. always political and larger than life. And I remember dinners until. Four in the morning, wow. people smoking. I would sneak and drink the the remains of the wine. And What year drunk. was this? You know, I'm not going into it, but long time ago. <laughs> like <laughs> you, you don't ask a lady his age. And um, and I had I grew up in a in the really a center of culture that. And my mom would attract all of these great. Yeah. My my dad left us, or they divorced. You know, yeah. it's pretty violent. But my, my mom, parents divorced too when I was yeah. there. How old were you when they divorced? I I don't know, like eleven or twelve. We kind of too. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, ours was like I still remember it was pretty crazy. But anyway, yeah. yeah. The, what was cool is that both had very dear friends who were artists and filmmakers yeah. and poets, and so I would go to see their studios. I remember. I still remember. One of the reasons I use oil paint is for the scent because I have a the oil. I have a photographic scent memory. Oh yeah, I want to talk about that later about yeah. your memory painting and all that. So, but I want to come back to yeah. because you you keep saying the center, the center, the center. Right now, you're in the center of this cultural like nation, basically in a way because you were talking about living in the Zócalo, right? No, in I, Mexico City. I didn't live there, but my mom worked there, and oh. I would go. I would constantly go she was like Erin Brockovich she had like four yeah, kids yeah. with a five jobs so she would dump us in the office and then she would go and I still have these memories of like she would organize little trips to the to the yeah. pyramids for us to experience that but the the but it's important for you that place no because I heard this conversation with you and you were talking a lot about the Sokolo yeah especially. But, it, but mostly it's important mostly because of its Maybe that also inspired some of my work. Yeah, that's, uh, what I, that's what I was getting into. It's definitely what it excites me. It's that the city of Mexico yeah. was built on top of another city, yeah. and the secret of the of the of the first city and seeing like stones coming out of the pavements and uh, kind of the craziness of the of the sculpture that I grew up with. Uh, looking at those art pieces yeah. in the museum of Templo Mayor, and and but but literally being with my mom in her work, and then going yeah. to the underneath Mexico City, yeah. there's an excavation of the Aztec, the ruins of the Aztec yeah, yeah. city, and it's incredible because, for example, if you look at Mexico City maps today, there's a lot of big avenues, and those were also canals and rivers that are still connected to the Aztec times. Yeah. So as a kid, I was very sensitized of these layers of history that it was extraordinary. And I, that was almost like, I didn't realize that until I was in art school in London. I had a... Wait, uh, we'll come back to that in yeah. a second. Did you ever see the, the walls of skulls? Yeah, yeah. Well, not the one that they cleaned up now. Yeah, but recently I, discovered Yeah, one, right? I, 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 I want to see I it. I saw a lot of dif different skull. Yeah. You know, like when you, when you grow up in Mexico City, it's yeah. a symbol that... You see it not just in the Aztec art, but yeah. also in like Day of the Dead. It's full of them, and yeah. even in candies. The heating or oh, yeah, the, AC the, system yeah, is going off, but that's normal. Okay. We've had that before, and I can edit it out. Oh, great! So, um, so yeah, the skulls were are everywhere. It's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, that's what I, I. In a way, I know about this about the Aztec culture that they were a lot of human sacrifice going on. well and in a way if i can make the connection and i can as an american of mexican descent that something really brutal happened close to here which in a way was like human suffering in a way 
And then in Mexico City, that's what was going on in a lot of times. So I feel that that has, inf I saw kind of like the imagery that you use for your art and for your books. I want, I wish you can open up to us about, is that something that you like gravitate towards? Kind of like the macabre in a way, like do you like being, I don't know where something happened, kind of like haunted or does that play any, any role in your art? So very interesting question. I don't see it as macabre at all. I, I love the playfulness, uh, the deep meaning of life yeah. that you that you encounter when you see some of that old Mexican art. Yeah. First of all, to answer because your question had like five questions. Yeah, so yeah, I'm trying yeah. to unpack it. Yeah, yeah. The first part of the Aztec sacrifice, I mean the Catholic Church. Yeah. You eat the you know, they eat the blood of Christ and the flesh and yeah. you have the crucified guy where people are praying to him all yeah. the time. It's pretty brutal. That's yeah. human sacrifice yeah. in constantly. So uh, you yeah, know, it's uh, everywhere the death brings you kind of like peace the, in a way. Aztec, I don't, I think that it was a little exaggerated yeah. in terms of, you know, what all we know about those sacrifices, oh. you know, of course there's some codices and stuff, but not more than the witch burnings in Europe. Yeah, like, we don't really know what happened we, because we, all of it was... We know some of it some and of there it. are great examples of art depicting yeah. stuff, but... You know, what's the difference between a human sacrifice in the Aztec world and, you know, a hundred witches being burned in, in, yeah. in Spain in the middle of the f square? And they, they decapitated people until the 1900s yeah. in France. And, yeah. you know, and, and people, they had so, people in the 50s in America. So I don't. Even now with the electric chair. Yeah, and so all I, that, I, yeah. I just, you know, humanity has a, yeah. a brutality of it. But I'm, that is the first part of the question. The second part is if the macabre influenced me and I don't agree because I am a, I'm a kind of a I love life I love I'm a positivist yeah I feel you know obviously I, I dwell in rage and even when I deal with horror with the idea yeah. of the genre in my art or in the films yeah. it's all in connection with being alive and yeah. and, and, and wanting to live and reassurance in a way no? yeah and, and but but also like in terms of the Aztec art yeah. is is I see life, I see the, the connection of the structure of things. The circle of life. No, I feel that's something that in a way, as a, again, American of Mexican descent, I can have a different approach towards death because in Mexico it's a celebrated thing. And in America, it's kind of like nobody wants to talk about it. But I feel that is a very contrast and very close countries, but still they have a very, very different approach towards death. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, I think that definitely there's a huge difference different right. and um and there's but it's the way that i that i engage that difference is subtle for example i'll, I'll give an ex a very specific example about that so during day of the dead in mexico i traveled all over mexico experiencing the the day of the dead which is like just a day after halloween yeah but I one of my biggest peeves is that since the J James Bond movie, all of these Mexican Americans paint their faces and go out, and they claim that oh. that is the tradition. I don't have any problem yeah, yeah. with the change of time with traditions and the. But what? But I think that Latinos now have this amnesia. They think that the Day of the Dead is a, is a festival and it's a carnival, mm. and there's two. And I have no problems with carnivals. I love. Yeah, yeah. I've traveled. I, I did a documentary. Trinidad and Tobago's carnival. I've been to Cuba. I've been to Brazil. Like I love the idea of carnival, but Day of the Dead is not a carnival. Yeah, yeah. It's a procession. It's a very spiritual. beautiful, spiritual, quiet time. It's almost like being in your studio. Yeah. It's a it's a connection to the old ones and and to the, their ghosts. And you bring food and it's and when you go there, it's very yeah. festive. There's all of these skulls and candy and stuff and yellow flowers and it's gorgeous yeah. and and candles. But it's not happy Halloween. Well, and that's the that's the American way to do it. It's like you know about this thing Coachella. Yeah, you know I, that people in the past yeah. were used to like wear feathers and they're like what yeah. you know like it's yeah. very insensitive. That is kind of like the American way to yeah. kind of like make it as a joke. But it's something. And I don't serious. mind that. I don't mind if people adapt their their rituals yeah. and they they want to do a, a carnival. And yeah. I don't mind that. I'm just saying that when I when I do mine is when people claim that they when they were a children they would paint their faces and oh, go out okay, and do that okay, because okay. that's the that's yeah. a lie that that all comes from James Bond and I yeah. do believe that there's a <laughs> hysterical amnesia even yeah. in Mexico I see friends painting their faces and like say 
I remember you during Halloween, you know, 150 yeah. years ago, and you were not painting your your face. So <laughs> it's it's exactly my point that I think there's space for both. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not saying I have a problem with it, but just like on the record, anyone that claims yeah. um, that they used to paint themselves, yeah. I want a photograph or I'll duel you. I'll challenge anyone <laughs> to a duel, you know, because it's a huge peeve of mine. Wait, so you you grew up with a lot of art around you, right? I grew up with extraordinary, an extraordinary inventive and creative. Was very lucky, kind yeah. of like the opposite of you because you just told yeah. Me about we your were mother. just talking. I grew up in a very artless situation. The yeah. only art that I had available for us, because I grew up in my grandparents' house, it was because this Native Americans called Yakis. They, my grandfather was a doctor and he used to deliver their babies for free and they would pay him with art, like yeah. masks. That's and amazing. Everything. So, you know, he, I just work with the Yakis. Really? Yeah, in, in my. In, in the Netflix world. thing? Yeah. I saw the mask. So, I have one of those. So, we are. We went We're going to talk about the Netflix yeah, in one second. Later. But I want to ask you about this thing. Yeah, growing up, no art. And then I heard about, you know, the story of Juan Diego. Yeah, of course. Can you explain it? Because I I have a, a little trouble. Did this guy painted the, the Virgin Mary? This guy called Juan Diego painted the Virgin Mary. Let me know when I'm wrong. And then he went and offered it to this like monastery with monks. And then when he showed it to them, they were like, this is a miracle. The Virgin painted itself. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not so sure that it's that anymore that important. There, there are a lot of Catholic myths. Yeah. So who cares? But like who everyone, painted it? Do we know or not? Well, it doesn't matter. It's probably, it doesn't matter. What do you mean it doesn't I, I matter? Look at that painting. I don't care who I don't, painted it. I don't believe that. Or, or you are religious to believe that that was kind of like the Turing man. No, I'm definitely not religious. Okay, religious. okay, okay. I, I, I thought I, you I, were being like that was God who painted it. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. On the contrary, I just feel like because Mexico is so Catholic, it's just yeah. not my jazz. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I respect the their, yeah, their, their, their madness, but I'm actually yeah. very like antique anti-organized religion so for me it's like yeah. ridiculous the whole thing yeah. but even the whole story of whether right. I, I enjoy like, it i enjoy it's the it's full I, of holes it's a story full of holes i enjoy the iconography but i just yeah. you know the, it's a mythology it's very yeah. violent it's very brutal and yeah. i'm very anti-organized religion so in, you, Mexi yeah. in mexico for example i do i do believe they do a lot of harm can you, you know? explain because i heard you talking about the history of piñatas Oh, well, that's, uh, you know, my work as an artist is full of layers and I express it in different mediums, sometimes in painting, sometimes in stories, sometimes in moving images. And, uh, and the story, and I love, um, I call them my wormholes where I go into this frantic research periods where I'm, where I'm in, sometimes I'm studying like a, a feeling and, and that feeling takes me into all sorts of places and the beauty of, today's universe is that through the internet you really have endless yeah. research materials it's i used when i was a kid i used to go to libraries to look at yeah. books of art and fantasize where i could live um and in in terms of the piñatas it started a long time ago i went to first i went i, I won a scholarship then i went to study in london oh yeah so that's where it started but but okay. I'll, I'll i'll give you just a brief about yeah. piñatas and then we'll come back yeah. to wherever you want but um i i left mexico i started art and then i came to new york for a show and i met my wife and i stayed here so I've, even though I do go back to Mexico to do projects and I've done a, a few exhibitions in museums there yeah. and galleries and whatnot, I, I really left my country. So yeah. I, I go back to it through all sorts of things that I miss. And Piñatas was doing those research on, you know, reading about yeah. the. Yeah, you wrote a book called Piñata. Yeah. It's new, no? Yeah. It's a new book called Piñata. It just come out. And again, it's part of my yeah. process. So. I found this image that really started that, but this is years and years ago. And some of the stuff that I researched yeah. 10, 15 years ago, it's in a drawer in my head yeah. and then it manifests. And, But tell and, us the story about the piñatas. How did they start? I didn't know this story. I heard it. I heard you say it. And I was all my life growing up in Mexico, I had piñatas. Yeah, we all do. I didn't know they we had a do. dark story to they, them. They, they what is the dark very, story? Well, the dark story is that the, the, the you know, Spanish Inquisition and the, the conversion of the religious 
from an older, um, a very old pagan, religious, pagan uh, uh, you know, the Aztec religion. I don't call it pagan because that's kind of the, you know, that's how they call it. But yeah. it was their belief. Well, yeah, according one, to the Spanish, that was one belief or, According system. to Christianity, yeah. that is paganism. So, so one belief system came in and conquered yeah. another belief system. And uh, the in the older, in the Aztec belief system, they used to adopt other, they were not, even when they conquered other places, yeah. they didn't impose their religion. They just kind of transformed it. Yeah, we, I talked with, on the first episode of this podcast, I talked to my friend Shira, who's from Norway. His kind of like ancestors yeah. had also different gods. Yeah. And then Christianity came and kind and of like took it, over. took it over. And then we were talking how that's how Rome did it. Yeah. And that's how America does it too. It's so kind it, of our British, whatever, yeah. whoever's expanding in, in a way. Me in Mexico, it was very, as everybody knows, it was very yeah. violent and they had to change and indoctrinate a new system. So they did a lot of awful things to do it. Uh, most churches are built on top of pyramids and they've yeah, been yeah. using the same stones. But what happened and, with the piñatas? And the piñatas is uh, part of that violence. Uh, one of the stories that I uh, read, and again, it's not. I don't know if it's a true story or not, but yeah. I saw a lot of art of it and some, it, it makes sense. So, so the, you know, friars and evangelists and all of the different types of, um, not evangelists, the, the, monks. The, the monks that came to, they would grab children and paint symbols of their gods, of their fame, like the, their main gods on the piñatas. Yeah. And these are terrified, starving kids after the conquest. So they would force the kids to break the piñatas and eat the candy and in a in a violent way it was kind of like let go of your old gods because mm -hmm. the true god just arrived and it was a good way for for a kid to kind of not only eat a candy or eat some food but violently you know bang something yeah, and, yeah. And, and exercise that energy so i felt it was so terrifying yeah. and and um weird yeah, that yeah. I started writing about it. But again, my work, sometimes it starts with a story like that. It ends up in a painting or in an art piece and yeah. some other times ends up in a book. It's it's very fluid the way yeah. I work. Piñata is, or piñata is, um, what, what, where is that coming from? Is that Nahuatl now, right? No, the word, the word is, Spanish? the word is, is um, actually, it's not even that. Like the, they used to call it a different way because uh -huh. there was piñatas in China as well. They, uh -huh. So there's a, a lot of different conflicting yeah, reviews of where it comes from. I know that also the Aztecs used to decorate little jars and, yeah. and, 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 and hang them. So so the 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 origins are very fluid and yeah. very, you know, mixed of a lot of yeah. different things. But this kind of violent attempt of indoctrination is, yeah. is it's a, it's an element, a force and yeah. an energy that 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 started a you know tactic, mexico the yeah. new mexico that mestizo Mes mexico yeah. with mestizo is the the combination of of european and, and then and we the, ended up here because of that yeah and now, <laughs> now we're here now we're conquering a different city right. <laughs> do, have you done the 23 and me no i don't want to do it really uh, because f first of all I don't want it. I don't want to know any. I don't want them to have my information. They already have everything. They can have me. everything. I'll give them my cookies, I, my jeans. I don't want. I don't everything. want. I don't want that company to. If they want to clown me, I'll meet myself. I don't want the company. I don't want twenty three and me. Yeah, I think so. No, it's the Google. Google. It's yeah, Google. It's I don't the, want Google. So I yeah. don't want. I don't want them to have. It, but mo that's yeah. that's on the surface. The real reason. Yeah. The real reason I don't want to do it is I don't want the the truth to come out. I don't want to know the truth. The certainty in my in my heart, I have Zapotec blood from my father's yeah. family, French blood from my father's family, and from my mother, I have Romanian blood yeah. and Jewish blood, and I like this mixture. Yeah, that is in my heart. But you don't want to know the percentage. I don't want to know the. Per I don't. Yeah. I don't care. I didn't know much. What if I'm not Zapotec? Right. Yeah. What if they tell me that I have no Zapotec? <laughs> Fuck 23MG. I believe that I have Zapotec blood. Yeah, yeah. I love my Zapotec yeah. blood, and I'm not going to get some computer yeah. geek to tell me that's that true, I don't have it. I, I got it. And yeah, to me, I didn't know much because kind of like, again, like no art, not really talking about where we came from in a way. So I did it, and I'm 70% Spanish or Iberian, it's called, yeah. but they're not really sure yeah. if it's Portuguese or Spanish. Then 20% Native American. That's amazing. That I, yeah, I have some distant relatives like in around arizona california over there like and yeah, the yeah, other yeah. the other 10 percent is like i have some irish some jewish yeah. some north african and a little bit of 
Asian or something yeah, like you that. You have everything. Everything. Like everything. So it's kind of like, um, I didn't, and I, it made me feel like, oh, you know what? Like, I do like knowing that. But since you already knew because yeah. of your parents and stuff, I I respect that. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm never saying never. Maybe yeah, one yeah. day I change my mind. Right now, yeah. just, just very happy with my explorations into my cultures. Yeah. Um, and I'm passionate about them. And yeah. I, I just, it, I think it'll change my, like, I'll start thinking differently if I get a, a, a spreadsheet. Yeah. about my ancestry have you yeah. come to terms to the fact of what happened with the conquista or whatever you want to call it because i feel a lot of a lot of people that i know are like upset or whatever no, and i feel upset. in a way like you know like genghis khan like i know you talk about him like yeah. he did a lot of stuff that ended up uniting a lot of people in the end like i don't know if you like this uh, podcast called hardcore history yeah I, I've listened he talks to a lot about that that i feel if the spanish conquista wouldn't happened europe wouldn't have both vanilla and chocolate yeah this one little thing it could be thousands of more things like words and like yeah, you said no, no, avocados no, no. I, tomatoes I, I've, whatever. Never, I've never had a problem with uh yeah. with the facts of the of, yeah. uh, of today but there is a certain amount of rage of yeah. the vanquished that exists in Mexico that is interesting. Like in, if you're interested that you should read the, yeah. the the Labyrinth of Solitude, which is Octavio Paz. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of books. I think I've, I read that you probably know, in school. When yeah. I was in grade it's school, a really yeah. fun book. If you read it now as an yeah. artist, yeah. it's going to be really fun for you to... Uh, I want to put it in the show notes it. too for people who want to check it out. So yeah, you were an artistic kid and then your mom was a writer and bringing all these people around you and we're like, I want to, I want you to talk about, I need to get out of Mexico. Yeah. When I was a kid, I always, we had all these National Geographics and we, we had all, all of these books and stuff. And I, you know, I fantasized of traveling and experiencing the world. And I was really, I didn't want to come to the U.S. because it felt too, close to Mexico, <laughs> to be honest. And I, I, you know, because I was a huge fan of David Bowie, Peter Gabriel, Francis Bacon, An angle the fan. artist. I had a, I had this weird connection with Francis Bacon and with... You kind of look Goya. like Francis Bacon. <laughs> no, I wish. But I, also, I really but also Goya, you know, Europe was yeah, calling wanted, me. Yeah, calling you. So I wanted to go to Europe. And in, and in England, they, they announced when I was a kid, that there was this scholarship from the British Council and the Mexican uh, Arts Council that they would pay you to go. And it was like winning a lottery. So I had to bang up our portfolio. I didn't have a really good, I wasn't the kid who, I did art all the time and my mom kept telling me, take a picture of that. Like I would do art in the tables and the napkins yeah, yeah, with yeah. whatever I had, I was constantly doing. My mom was always screaming at me to take a picture. Back then there was no cell phone, so it was like, yeah. You know, and I, I never did it. And then, like, suddenly the, there was a scholarship opportunity. So, so I think I did it in a week. For everybody like, listening, he's wearing an apron full of paint. And his hands are full of paint as we speak. <laughs> so is that how you were back then, too? Or? Back then, the same thing. I was always <laughs> full of mud and stuff. That's um, so cool. So I, I I backed up this portfolio. And I, you know, had an interview. And I, and I, and I won. So it was like winning the lottery. And I went to England. Uh, I started Is it first, London, right? Yeah, to London. I first. love London, by the way. But then they put you in this weird um, foundation course. Like you, back then you had Saint to do Martin's it. Saint Martin's is home. No, the first, first I went to Chelsea for a year. Oh, okay. Which to is a smaller school? It's both, both are the both same. Are they? Both, okay. both, 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 well, what's it called? Chelsea. Chelsea? It used to be called. Now it's the... Chelsea School of Art? Or no, now they fused all of this central school and it's called Central School. Mm. Uh, so it's... Nowadays, is Central School is the combination of Chelsea, St. Martin's, and a bunch oh, okay, of other okay. right. London, central London schools. What, they kind of fuse them together. What would you tell to a student from one of those schools right now? Like, if you were starting, if you knew someone who was starting, what would you tell them? Oh, I loved it. I, I had a great time. I, you know, I... I haven't. I don't know how it has changed after they fused. Back then, yeah. there was subtle differences between Chelsea and St. Martin's and Goldsmiths. And Goldsmiths was more yeah, yeah. more kind of like conceptual. So after I did the foundation, the foundation really let me play with a lot of different things. And I was doing sculpture and painting and all sorts of different styles of art. And then I won the 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 scholarship came into the what you would call a BA of arts. Yeah. And I went to St. Martin's the sculpture program. 
That's and cool. uh, and that was wild. But yeah. we were really it was an incredible thing for me because the uh, back then it was like the the British school the young British artists were like in full blast. They were huge. They were larger than life, and it was a very conceptual kind of driven kind of Greenbergian. Uh, yeah. tradition where there was a school and then there was a so school and you had to believe in that and you a lot of idea-based art and be, me being Mexican rebel I always kind of like do the opposite of what is made so so because a lot of the students the were rebel. trying to do like conceptual art I went completely the opposite and I was trying to to experience my identity and my my way of seeing the world it was very unpopular like you had to be when I was there almost it was a default that most people wanted you yeah. to do text yeah, yeah. so like I remember having a gallery who loved the the sculptures that she came to one of our shows she's like I'm very interested in your work but where is the text <laughs> and I was like Jesus Christ so so I've I've always contrarian had, yeah I've, I've always had a, a little but but also in my heart of hearts yeah. I, I, I've always had a, tact, a tactility yeah. with my work a physicality with my work and it was all about managing my energy and instead of doing you know i think i could have done you know as i was a kid i was doing you know literally the weirdest things in as a process and i realized that art was channeling that energy and mm. and, and letting me inject it into uh into something instead of like just bubbling inside of yeah, me yeah. you know ripping grass out of my yeah. uncle's house and <laughs> <laughs> you know, I almost burned my house yeah. doing a drawing once. Even with the, you know, in this 23andMe and stuff that I've been thinking about genes and everything, how interesting, or I don't know if you shared this too, that sometimes we get more inspiration from our own kind of like being or yeah. genes or ancestors or whatever than from the outside world. Do you believe that? Maybe. I mean, yeah, I do believe that there's a... There is a, a there source. Is a, there is a memory. There's a collective memory oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Like you see it in why do kids love to get chased? I mean, yeah, like yeah. we all came from. And I and I it, I do believe that in terms of my practice, my art yeah. practice, I I've been looking at cave art for many many years, um, and I've been traveling to see it firsthand. And for example, oh really? Uh, Where did you go? Oh, all, all in Mexico, in Europe, and in, France, the, in, in Spain, in France. And the, the crazy part about it is that everything that my favorite artist, even the most conceptual ones yeah. like Joseph Boyce and all sorts of art that I love, that it's been explored already in cave art. Um, you know, there's a, I remember seeing this one, one stalactite or stalagmite, I don't remember yeah. the, the one, that actually Herzog shows it in his film. He has a great documentary called Caves of Forgotten Dreams. And um, and it's a stalagmite that you one side of the stone was carved as, as a penis, yeah. and as you walk around it, it turns into a vagina. <laughs> so some you know forty thousand years ago, yeah. artist probably a woman yeah. had this you know uh, yeah, dialogue not- about sexuality in a very conceptual term yeah. and in a physical term. Because I, I see those those caves. I've always said, even before this documentary, yeah. I, I used to talk to my brother and we said, they're like movies because they only could see it through fire. And as yeah, you walk yeah. around, they move. So there's a lot, a lot of, of things that... Yeah, there, there's a lot of things Psychedelics, that they, maybe. There's a lot of imagery and ideas. Well, you know, the there's this cave called Altamira. Yeah, of course. So there's a famous... Because those were discovered when Picasso was alive. Yeah. We don't we didn't know about them until very yeah. recently. Yeah. And there's a quote from him that I like that, that he went there and they were like, what did you think? He was like, we've learned nothing. Yeah, that was his. Yeah, that's it. I don't agree with you. In fact, I'll, 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 I'll blow your mind. There's, there's <laughs> one that I, that I saw that there's a bunch of cave art in this one place, and can't remember exactly. Yeah. But, um. The there's one of the artists there that was say twenty thousand years ago, and there's another artist that are, you know, thirty five thousand yeah, years ago. Yeah. So, in between those two cave artists is more time than between us and Egypt. Yeah, literally. In ancient Egypt. Yeah, Egypt was like 8,000 or something like that. It's amazing. So the oceans of time and the conceptuality of the work, the physicality of the work, the ideas, 
So I believe that art is not a progression of schools. Yeah. And I'm in answering you my what happened in London and to your to your to the new students. Yeah, yeah. Like I love the idea that art is a frequency more than a school. You you channel one idea or you channel another or you you keep synchronizing your artistic expression. Well, it's a common thing that we talk about in this podcast about the artist antenna. Exactly. So that, that antenna, you, you fine tune it. And because all of the, until the nineties in the two, the early two thousands, when I was practicing art in the, you know, much more yeah. in the contemporary art scene, I experienced this um, conflict that I really don't see the art in the same way as very dogmatic, thinkers of art express themselves like for example the connection between minimalism and, and postmodernism and and, and 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 all of the different artistic schools of expression i really yeah. believe there is a frequency that 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 everything is interlocked and interconnected yeah, yeah. and and as an artist you you just keep fine-tuning your your own your own antenna like into your into your own field but you know I think nowadays it's much more accepted that somebody can do hyperrealism or big messy paintings or you know very delicate miniatures or or yeah. context uh, you know performance yeah. art and all of that is is relevant and I've seen that I that I've seen that it's a great moment because when I was a student you really were maligned for drawing like it was almost like a no no. Wow. Nobody needs to have a studio. Nobody needs to draw. Everything's and, thinking. And huh? it was, uh, and it was back then. It was much more dogmatic when I studied. Yeah. So right now, I feel it's it's much more fluid, and I like it. So I like the progression. Like even yeah. the way they redesigned the MoMA, I like yeah, that yeah. the they're de-emphasizing a lot into schools and they and they're putting more collections. One of my favorite, you know, pieces that I've ever made is a collector. I don't, I don't think she wants me to put her name but it's next to uh joseph Boyce, and to me that's amazing because she's having a dialogue yeah, of yeah. my art to uh one of my favorite artists yeah. and um and to me that's an extraordinary you know feeling to see yeah. the the connections of how uh you know very different thought processes yeah that how sometimes now it's becoming more common but it started really with alfred stieglitz that guy to put uh african art and contemporary together yeah that is kind of like putting playing with that without even like you said like those fifteen thousand year old paintings and some forty thousand or whatever yeah but it's just really they just both work together even if it's in a way in a category that we created for it well right? we 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 live in a tiny speck of the yeah. ocean of time that is this you know humanity has been and humanity has a tiny speck of time in versus the universe and yeah. so all of those questions really excite when did you start writing i would always do little stories always, in my head yeah. all, always and you know my process is very layered and very it's about freedom and it's about you know challenges but a lot of the things that i've done have come to me yeah so i've, I've had a very bizarre experience as an artist so yeah. You know, officially as a paid writer for my first novel that was in 2007, I was doing a, actually I was doing a, 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 boot, a, a graphic novel because in reaction to my, I had a beautiful house in the studio, 34th and Park, and the building was very badly managed by this horrible, you know, the landlady yeah. who's a pseudo hippie and she's a horrible human being. <laughs> and it, the whole place had problems, but it was very low rent. Yeah. But it was... It was a beautiful big space. So half of, I had a, a studio in a terrace there, yeah. and I was working there. I had a gorgeous art collection and like lots of art and, and that I was making. I was making a show that in my head is one of the best shows I've ever made. And I had a bunch of paintings, and, and the apartment burned down with the paintings. Yeah. Um, Everything burned. Every, no, actually, weirdly, some of our clothes were safe and. My, my my wife had a piano that didn't burn. So a couple of things that were very valuable for us emotionally. Yeah. They, they were when safe. was this? What year? Oh, this was in 2000, 2006. 2006. Uh, and when did you move here, you said? I moved here in... I can't remember. Let me finish the story because okay. my, my I'm, I'm dyslexic and you put math into me. Okay, and, and so I, a fire in your a apartment. A big fire and I lost everything and yeah. I lost the space and I lost the house. So, and I was 
you know, I was really confused and depressed and I had PTSD, which I didn't realize until years, years later, but I was uh, roaming in the streets. Like we, we found this little play where we were staying couches of friends and because it was my wife, our dog, Ramona, my passed away and my, myself and, and my little boy. So my boy, my son was a baby back then. But oh, you was, also have a son first? Yeah, I had a son Me and then too. a daughter. Well, I have I have one son. Oh, great! So you you were had a baby two. boy, yeah. and you were on the run, yeah, with the, the run burn with the boy. And, and when it burned, I remember coming down the stairs, and I knew why it burned. I knew how they did it. I knew they did because they were cheap. They were tarring the roof, and they were blow torching. She she was so cheap. Like usually yeah, yeah. in those old buildings, you have to. It's better if you apply it, you brush it. Yeah, there, yeah. there's liquid tar, and then the cheaper one. So is you like knew the, the cost, so you were more upset. Cost, it was horrible. <laughs> and I had a really big art collection. Yeah. Some of the people that went to St. Martin became very big artists, and I have a bunch of their stuff. And yeah. like uh, everything burned, it was not insured. Um, like who insures when you're an artist yeah. in New York? And, you're, and, um, and that's when I, w- I was working, like because of my frustration, I would, I would go at night to back then there was Kinkos yeah. which was the photocopy place yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, for the young kids they don't understand what photocopies is anymore but nobody had like these fancy color yeah. but it was open 24 hours and there was coffee and there was water for free so I would just go there and they had pens and paper and I started to draw mm. and I started to draw, to draw a kind of like a comic book I said maybe I'll do a comic book about so you went you went from sculpting in college to painting to well, now you're the drawing? Painting, the painting and sculpture was the same. It was oh, very okay, connected. Okay. I, I was always just, painted in school too. In yeah, London. I was doing all sorts of things okay, in school. Okay. Bronzes and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. drawing and etching and all sorts of things. Yeah. And then in the in, in New York, in, in Kinkos, I started to draw this comic book of kind of like a ghost story. I was feeling like, why did I leave Mexico? Like what? Nostalgic. I was nostalgic, but mostly I was a little lost and a little PTSD. So I started to do this kind of... um, How old were you back then? uh, I don't know. I can't do math. So (laughs) anyway... I just want to imagine you if you were like 20 or 30. No, I was in the mid-20s. Okay, okay. I'm just trying to imagine you at Kinko's and I'm like... And and I'm drawing that and I I really had a... um, I started to write the story in the bubbles of the Caribbean, mm. and the bubbles became bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, and I would just started because I, I had no studio. We, I was trying to get more work to or another art show, but yeah. another art show would take me money to do the materials, and then more, you know. So I was very confused, and I in the in the and I was putting all this energy in the graphic novel or a comic book, and, and the bubble started to grow. And, and an editor from HarperCollins saw it and read it. it. Was a friend of a friend of a friend, and he said, you know. If you write just a book, I'll pay you more money. It's nobody <laughs> like, you know, you'll get like yeah. a thousand bucks to do this uh, yeah. as a comic book, and I'll give you real money if you do it as a book. And I was so broke that I took. I said, yeah, okay, I do. do I've it. never done a book, but you I'll got do like it. an advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It was a big advance, and uh, they he loved the idea because it was a ghost story in a Mexican. It was kind of. Tra- so we that book ended up called Ghost Radio. That's the, your first book. It was my first book, and it's uh, it was wonderful. It's that it, it got a, a rebirth right now because we hired back then we published it in, for HarperCollins and William Morrow is the division that, that published it back then, and then he did an audiobook based on the on the book. But That's back nice. then it was audiobooks. Is still today they don't want the author yeah, to, yeah. to 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 be present because they they hire professional actors. Well, they don't to do want to pay you that much because they can yeah, pay they someone. Less. They don't know, and also if you're there, you you'll want to yeah, yeah. you know you want That's to direct true. it, whatever. So they, they want to keep up. <laughs> so they had this this actor, and uh, he did an amazing job. I thought it was almost better than the book was his yeah. performance. And years later, I'm in a in a fancy Hollywood party. It was Game of Thrones party, wow. and I'm sitting next to Pedro Pascal, yeah, the great actor. Yeah, yeah. And now he's doing shout the, out front of the know, show, Pedro. Yeah. Uh, and we know you're listening. He might be listening. And then he's next to me, and I was like, you know, Pedro, I would love to work with you one day. You're an amazing actor because of Game of Thrones, not because yeah, of yeah, yeah. you know his new show is even you know it's yeah, this is back in the day. Huh? Uh, and he goes, but Leopoldo, we've worked together before. So he was the actor who narrated my what? radio. And what's crazy That's is insane. that the internet found out because it's the only oh so, so this whole attention has been yeah getting. so now he went to your book yeah, that's amazing so he had a second wind so book. you never know 
Exactly. That's how they're going to come back to this and be like, I can't believe they talked 2023. Exactly. I I heard you say that your books are kind of like sculptures. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Well, it's a physical object that I love. I love the kind of um, squarey kind of space they they take. I love the physicality of books. The density. The density, the the smell of paper. I'm a big old fashioned, you know, book lover. And my great 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 grandfathers wrote books, and, yeah. and you know, I come my, from my mother's side. There's a tradition in the book business, yeah. but I love the the squarey physicality of it, and the trips that you take in the in time and space when you're creating one. So, so when I do it, I really love the the that I that I connect with them as as, as little intellectual um, sculptures. Yeah. You know, in, in, I thought you were talking when you said sculpture about like that you would like have like a rough draft and then you would like carve. That's also true. I mean, but it's, it's, um, it's not just carve, it's layers. And okay, my sculpture okay. also, I, I take out like, you know, from space, but I also add up, like mm-hmm. I love the layering and sculptures, like yeah. the pieces you saw upstairs which are made yeah, in epoxy. So the, 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 the pieces that I, that I do, all my art is a process of layering yeah. and books are the same thing. So I, you know, I start with a, sometimes I start with a character. Sometimes I start with a, with a, with a feeling or a big idea, but it's always, I, I must confess Julio that a lot of my work comes to me through, you know, opportunity. Like mm-hmm. I, I, like the piñata thing, I saw it and I, yeah. and I saw the whole thing yeah, in my yeah, head yeah. in well, one yeah, second. I studied in college chemistry and biology, right? Mm-hmm. And in biology, we learned that humans are the most opportunistic animal. The least opportunistic is something like an eagle that has only one, like talents and a beak. And that's my thing. That's how I'm going to get food. Yeah. And then that's how they get it every time. Yeah. We don't have that. So we just have to wing it every time. Yeah. And whatever we see, a fish or whatever, yeah. like a mushroom. And I like that, that I always knew that we were so opportunistic that to be like stuck to doing one thing is kind of like, a, that's not for us. Yeah. And I feel you embody that. Oh, like you don't you. want to do one thing because... But they're be, very connected. I, I, right? I really that that has been my big plight with the with the art world. Yeah, so I appreciate that from you that you yeah. are a guy who's like I'll do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe in the. I had a collector who told me I I won't collect if you do more than other other stuff like. Yeah, I've had many people and, say stuff and, to and me, I, and, and like, I go what? like, well, Picasso did that, and also right? so, and, you know Frida Kahlo did that, and she was a political yeah, yeah. activist, and, and also a. She did all of these salons and, and also she was a writer and also yeah. she was a, a painter. So like, I don't understand Yeah, Da Vinci this. was everything. You know, I like don't we're understand this, this, this concept of, I think that what he's really talking about is, is, is a value system yeah. that he thinks that if he's investing in me, I better do that. But I really do believe that all of my different assets in art manifest themselves in different journeys, with yeah. different journeys, like in in books or in movies or in TV shows or in documentaries, but they all part of the same stem of my curiosity and, yeah. and my, you know, willing to connect the dots and the layers yeah. of, of the experiences that I have in every single thing that I've ever created or made yeah. or been part of. I can tell you the connection to my visual arts yeah. in a very direct way. So it's very confusing to me in the art world that I have to, you know, when I meet collectors, they yeah. always have to, they always make me excuse myself almost yeah. like, oh, well, yeah, what, you don't, that's the thing. Why you do you have to do so many things? And it's like, I don't, I really don't. It's all part of the same journey. I, I think that's a good an advice for any artist out there. If someone tells you, you should, whatever, just delete that from your mind. I yeah. shouldn't do anything. You should let, like, you should just. Well, yeah, you, you should, there is one, two things that you should be for young artists. You should be curious and you should, that's lo- true. And you should be kind and you should be lose the fear. Like yeah. losing fear is part yeah, of yeah. every day because we are all afraid. We're all like that's true. egocentric, afraid puppies. And <laughs> no matter how, the more macho, the more afraid yeah. they are. So we are here, like we said, really close to the World Trade Center in a maze. Yeah. Of sorts. Yeah. What? What is? How did you end up here? I've always had luck with space. To, I got lost on my way art. here. We're like seven stories down. I don't even know. I, I had to pass through a lot of 
I think fringes. that when, when I when I when my house burned, which was a beautiful a beautiful place, yeah. I think like the gods gave me permission <laughs> to to have space of I've had extraordinary spaces yeah. as an artist, and um, I was working for four years at the you know at the the World Trade Center. I had a whole floor there. Really? Not they have a silver arts program, but I didn't. I was not part of that. I don't. What year? Uh, just like five years oh, ago. Recently. Yeah, yeah, recently. I had the whole floor and it was extraordinary, but it's a very corporate building. So when this opportunity happened with one of my friends who is a, a guy that deals in wine, yeah. he said, hey, I'm, I'm opening this new space and I have some really an interesting like cave. Would yeah. you? Because right, I was in the clouds and he's yeah, like, yeah. I have a, 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 a tunnel in the caves. Would you want to see it? And <laughs> a like, tunnel in the caves. <laughs> and I said to him, uh, like, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not painting in a, yeah, yeah, you know, in a wine shop. Like, yeah, yeah. fuck off. In and, a catacomb. Yeah. Kind of. And then I, I came to see it and it was incredible. And you can feel the subway passing yeah, through. Yeah, it gives me, it gives me ASMR like the. Yeah, the, you can <laughs> feel the energy of yeah, the city, like we yeah, say, you're, it's you're crazy. The belly of the beast, it's crazy. In a way. But uh, but it's beautiful because it gets me more concentration. Yeah. I was working in the World Trade Center and all these windows. I was all, my art was constantly competing with God. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's like every 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 sunset was like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would have to stop working. Yeah. The whole place were, were filled with paintings, but everything was full of orange. Yeah. So it was an incredible studio to have, but I think that I was getting lost in the power of, yeah, the, yeah. of, of the exterior and just like here I'm much more productive. Well, you know so that Mark Rothko used to love his studio to be dark. Yeah. In the dark. Yeah. Well, no, that, that I can't do, but, but I, but not I, not completely dark because but, when you're in there, your eyes, yeah, because he wanted to do more of a religious experience, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but, for, but to me, so this place was, we just saw your paintings over here. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but I want to talk about yeah. that because we're not running enough time. We saw this amazing, I saw this amazing work. There were probably like 40 paintings, something more yeah. maybe. And I noticed this, um, dog paintings. But I, I don't know if you are familiar with the Rufino Tamayo's. Oh dogs. yeah, I love I love his work. And Toledo also has yeah. done kind of like dogs like that. A lot of Mexican. Is there some Mexican? No, 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 no. This huh? is just a very small piece. Like you, I don't do that. Mostly, it'll come through. It, it's it, it's oh. like a it's like a wave that came through. And yeah. and, and if, again, I'll, I'll explain you why I was doing yeah. a, a, a my. My, my future project for Netflix in yeah. Mexico in the middle of Baja with the Yaqui indigenous people and all oh. sorts of things. And we encountered a pack of like wild dogs that were coming in and out of the, of the space and they were pretty aggressive. And I went on, they, re, they looked like wolves, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, and I, and I went on YouTube and I kind of like, saw how to befriend them and and I I found the the leader it was they they, they were a pack and they were really weird I was rent, we rented a, a little house that, I, love I mean that. it was a very very modest community in the middle of nowhere like literally yeah. to to You get, were filming? We were filming and we chose this place because it's it's like trapped in the past yeah, yeah. it's a very authentic place no one is there there's no very little tourists. And what happened with the dogs? So I became their friends and they they did the weirdest thing. They would grab my my brother's shoes and put them in the middle of the street, like in a line. Yeah. And at first they were very aggressive. They were biting, like trying to bite people and stuff like that. And, and once they became our friends and I, I gave food to the leader of the dog and yeah, then yeah. I would give them, like, <laughs> it, it took me a few days. Eventually they were like really guarding me and they were like, this is our human. Yeah, this <laughs> our guy. This and our they guy. were like protecting me. That's and so like, amazing. And, uh, you and, do have an aura of that, kind of like a... Um, a beastmaster, in yeah, a way. Well, that, no, you would be, this, that you would put your hand, and then like an eagle would and come. I, and, I, and as I said to you, my my art is always in waves of something happens to me, and then it comes through it almost yeah. like an exorcist. So, do you have a preferred? So it'll go. This this these dogs that I painted is just for this oh. moment, and it'll go away. And see I'll now, we'll know else. when we see your dog painting, it's it was just about that pack moment. of dogs. That's just, just that moment, and I had a see, relationship with it. But next time that you see, you'll mm. see different stuff. So. I work very intensely, and, and it's those waves come and go. Do you all have the time. a preferred like, acrylic or oil? 
You said oil, right? No, I like everything. everything. I've done. I've yeah, used photography. Huh? I've 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 printed photography. I've used. Um, I'm even doing right now some digital art because I am yeah. curious about it, and um, uh, I'm doing my own version of of of, of experiential art. I'm, yeah. I'm doing. I love the curiosity, and yeah. I love to. I, I want to do everything I've done yeah. from traditional bronzes all the way to. You know some conceptual ideas You're doing that come it. through. I do want to talk one one thing that you said that you leave your ego to painting. Yes, that's funny that you remember <laughs> that. It's just because um, when I'm doing a movie project, I feel that there's so many people involved, and my my brother is a very good director, film director. Shout out! And, What's his name? Everardo. Everardo. Shout so, out! So we work together. We he's my listening. younger brother, but he's. He's um he's an extraordinary filmmaker, yeah. and he's the one who brought me into the film world. And yeah. I I just I just feel like I let that world go its courses. And I I write screenplays, but I like I love to co-write them with people. I don't necessarily want to. I I don't believe that anybody can grab and make a movie by yeah. themselves. Also, your ego is only for the paintings that are my, I, I strictly my yours. ego for my art. When I some I love the tactility mm -hmm. of my visual art. So in a movie, I have a production designer. Like shout out to your yeah, wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have all sorts of different people that I that I that work with. Costume design, like you know Jeff Koons. I was listening to an interview with him, and he claims that making art is like making a movie yeah, yeah, with yeah. a thousand people. I would hate. To, yeah, yeah. I I'm already the same do movies. Way. I'm the same way. I've done huge movies in my yeah, career, yeah. and I, I I've produced big movies. Yeah, so yeah. I don't. I don't enjoy that part. I love the physicality. Jeff Koons, we know you're listening. Make some movies. Yeah, I love the physicality yeah. of the t the tactility yeah. of using my memory, my sense, my sense of smell, my sense of memory while I'm making paintings or drawings. And I like to use everything that, like, sometimes I run out of materials <laughs> and I'll, I, I, would, I would use encaustic. Yeah. I use encaustic. I use everything that I can find. I've... You yeah, we, we were talking about how I make my own encaustic and I've been thinking about adding some scent. Like yeah, you should. Lavender you or should, something like that. Should. You could do Centorama paintings. That I love that. I also heard you talk about how you paint from memory a smell or some a smell memory. Yeah, I have what a, is that? I, it's a weird photographic scent memory thingy that I have. So I have a, my brain is very strange. Like I have no sense of directions. Like zero, <laughs> I can get lost in a, in my own street. Yeah, and there's no matter how much I try to to remember, I used to use the World Trade Center to to find things before it collapsed. Yeah. Like it, it's the 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 idea of uh, big buildings, like the the, yeah. the the big tower. Like that's what I use to know that oh, that's south. Yeah, yeah. Um, I. I, like I a struggle. lighthouse, like I a lighthouse. Yeah, I struggle with with that part of my brain. The part of my brain that I have that is really interesting to me is I love the the fact that I still remember the color of the bubble gum that was underneath my my little table in second grade in Mexico. <laughs> on, so very selective memories, so, but very but but I use it for for and, and This is something I can tell young people that would be is very helpful for them. I, yeah. I use a, a system that I created for my own, which is. I travel in memory and, and, and the way memory, in my opinion, is like a muscle. And the more you use it, the more you use it, like dreams, you yeah. know. So with memories, I go into a very atomic little thing, like the doorknob of my of the garage of my late grandmother from my father's side. We would go Sundays to eat with her. And in I Mexico would City? Run, yeah, in Mexico City. And I would run to the gate. It was a black metal door that yeah. was, you know, rusty. And the rust had made little holes in the metal sheet. And I would put my eyes to look to see who would come <laughs> and open it. And I was the size of the, yeah, the, hole. the hole, which is right near the doorknob, the, 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 the door. And um, so I started just focusing on that little moment again and again and again. And slowly I would have more moments of like the door opens, what's left, what's right. Yeah. Then you keep walking. So now after years of like almost meditative I can describe the whole house. I have a very quick, but even the, the texture so of the carpet, the, the, the secret toilet when yeah, I first, yeah. 
you know, discovered how to, you know, do, you know, uh, you know what? Uh, yeah. You know, the, that house was like magic because it was like great food and I could be mischievous. And, um, and, and, the, and I use it like that. And I always tell people that are interested in my art, it's like, we, the, my quest is I love those 20 seconds when you have a yeah. very vivid dream and you wake up from a vivid dream that you still remember everything, but it's fading away. Mm. And I like those layers that come, like you wake up and you have this weird dream and you still remember all these things that happen and it's very convoluted and, and you see it cl clearly, but in 10 seconds or 20 seconds, it starts to vanish. So where does that go? That's where I want my art to be. Right. That is where my art is, is, is those minutes of that amorphous energy that is dissipating and the conflict is as a as a as a trapper of those of that of those feelings of those emotions of communicating that power that magic that happened in, in as it vanishing uh that's what i love about working that's why i do a lot of repetition yeah um, you can feel all those things when you see your it's work there it's yeah. i try to capture them yeah. and i try to respond and react to them and i you know and, and, and then it goes and it yeah. poofs to the distance you know? <laughs> yeah it really gives me a lot of hope to be with you here hearing about your art and your books your movies and all that and because you're also a dad how many kids do you have i have two that i know of <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I have one. I have one son, and I want to have more. And it gives me hope to be like he's doing it. So yeah, thank you so much, man. For, I love you, man. For insp inspiring. Man, I love me. your art, man. I, I mean, I love the Pontiism. Thanks, man. The... You have to see it in person now. Yeah. No, we have to exchange. I want a piece. Right. Yeah. Right. Let's exchange. I'm down. I love um, the, the. I love the physicality of it. Yeah, you have to and smell. You're gonna see. No, and now I remember. I used encaustic. That's the problem of showing artists yeah. art. But now I'm now I'm going to buy some encaustic and start fucking with Do it. it. That's <laughs> we're, we're, we're cross pollination. Exactly. You know? What advice can you give to all the art dads or to the parent artist parents? Well, just transfer energy. Use the energy in the kids, like the way they see, like the book piñata that i just published yeah the book piñata um, by leopoldo Guth. that's that's out of my daughter's rage i do i did two books i did a couple of projects with my with my son in mind and these two books that i published this year monarca wow. piñata they're both reactions to my daughter go so to amazon we can find the any, books. everywhere everywhere every yeah. every, every the books, read the Pinata books and Monaca, so you books. you're telling um artists out there to let the inspiration come yeah I'm, i'm telling them that there's no system in the you can explore as many things as you want and you would be surprised how many super famous successful artists come to me secretly and they go i really want to make a movie help me yeah and then how movie movie stars like i, I just including a, me because i just told you like, that i'm writing a like movie. a like a collaborate like but but the opposite is the same so there's a few actors like you know i'm, I'm close friends with sharon stone and we did a, oh, really? a painting collaboration for charity and she is now full-on painting Oh, um, really? and, and I'm gonna interview her, Sharon. We know you're listening. I'm coming. Oh, she's she would love to talk. She's amazing, and she, um, her her work is really uh, beautiful, and she's trying to do this big art, and she's very committed. I think yeah. that she's uh, she's not. Yeah, not I want to talk anybody who is that is pushing pain into a canvas or something, sculpting, making some kind of art. I want to talk to you. So that's what we do the show to inspire people and to let them know that we are doing it. This is our actual job, creating art. Yeah. And I'm, I'm showing you, what's the name of your mom? My mom? Yeah. My what's mom's name? name's Ignacia. Ignacia, your son is brilliant. <laughs> we have to support art is as important as medicine. Right. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, we were sure. Art is the medicine. Right? Art is, art a medicine. is the medicine. Without art, I would be a serial killer by now. <laughs> no, then keep making art. Yeah, I'm just telling you. Jam. I'm threatening. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, art collectors, like, if you want me not to murder, like, people, buy my art. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so good. All right. So the last question is, what matters? Love, kindness, passion, curiosity. And not be afraid of the of the of your dark demos. Let them, you know, failure is part of failure is part of what matters. You know, it's okay. Embrace it. Dance with it. 
dance with it, make make something out of it. Because you know, I I've worked with the most famous, successful people in the world, and they are equal amounts of misery than the rest of us. Like yeah. it doesn't matter how yeah. much they have, we're they still human. they still hate themselves. Like average the same. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are lives that are harder for sure. Yeah. But don't be afraid. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to everyone, to yourself yeah. as well. Be curious. Yeah. People that are curious are not racists. Yeah. People that are curious are not Trumpian. I talk a lot about that because I had trouble when I was a new dad that I was judging myself a lot and saying like, when I was in the studio, I'd be like, you're a bad dad. And when I was with my kids, I was like, you're a bad artist. So I ended up very confused about that, that I had to go to therapy. And at the end of the day, I had to be more curious about both being a dad and being an artist instead of judging myself. Well, I'll, I, give you, I'll give you a really good advice. This is for you. Yeah. Even... If you, whenever I meet young artists that are stuck, that they have creative blocks or writers or screenwriters, yeah. whatever, I love to tell them this fact that it's going to be very helpful for you. I actually advise people to choose one or two days a week to really go into the zone of nothingness. Mm. And what I'm telling is that find systems And uh, and this is what I do for my work. Yeah. Find systems of detachment, of really emptying your mind and rebooting. Like it could be in the toilet, it could yeah, be in yeah, the shower, yeah. it could be you go into the. What I do is I walk my dog to the to the river and really try to think nothing. Yeah. Like it, it's a it's very hard for us in the society where you have a cell phone and Instagram and this and that, yeah, yeah. and really. The slow emptiness down. is so no 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 Not you can slow. never slow down but <laughs> I'm just saying choose a day for for emptying your 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 demons because it's even when you have a kid find a couple of hours where you can like That's just true. look at the sky empty the 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 minus and we, it's amazing how productive you can get if you find your 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 balance like I've you know when you. I've had periods where all I'm doing is work 24-7 and are less productive than other periods where I'm working yeah, maybe 80% of that time. But I'm just, I have these two weeks where suddenly 15 new pieces just came out of, of anywhere. Yeah. So I just always advise you to, it's not just, a, it's not about you and the kid and you yeah. as an artist. It's about your process because you can be super productive in one good hour where you could make 50,000 more things and actions than if you're overdoing. Um, so it's a, it's an advice I always give. And, Thank you so much. And, I really appreciate and, it. And, and literally it's hard because it's hard to get into the, I call it the zone. Yeah. I call it the zone of nothing. Like yeah. it's very hard to, to find ways to do that efficiently without feeling, Oh, I'm yeah. missing my kid or I'm missing yeah, the yeah. studio. But it'll help you be more present yeah. in, with your kid and more present. That's what I've learned. Studio. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So it, what it's, it's almost like a re, like, like a little reboot or like a declogger, mm. and, and 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 a reset. And it's a it's a you know some people meditate, some people dance. I mean, I'm not sure. saying that it's. Some people go to the gym like it's it's a declogging mechanism, but you can do it more efficiently if you know that we have all you know we all have our systems to clog ourselves. You're with your kid and you're thinking of the yeah. studio, you're in the studio, and you're kidding. instead of you if you find those moments of declogging when you're when you're with your kid, you'll be yeah. more present. And when you're in their studio, you'll be more present yeah. because that's a, that's a that's an amazing opportunity to understand that time is very relative. And right. one minute of like you know that's why some Zen masters you know would practice for decades to paint a crab, and then <laughs> they would just do a, the best crab ever in th yeah. three seconds. It's it's that is to learn to to be more efficient with the, with your with your time and how to transfer your energy into the sculpture or into painting or into whatever you do dancing whatever yeah. whatever you do it applies to everything. All right, man. Thanks for being here. Thank you. And we're gonna do definitely a number two, no? The sequel. Oh, I would love that. All right, man. Gracias. Thank you so much.